John sucked the head of froth from the brim of his frosty mug and turned out of the kitchen. Cubs are on. I was empty. He hadn't even looked at me. Not once since he came in the door had he made eye contact with his boyfriend. And he would be entirely occupied, zombified, for the next three hours. Outside, the sky was starting to turn the darker hues of dusk. Hints of red played on the horizon, and the night was taking a cold turn. Despite the cool night air, the sun setting over the housetops called to me. The urge for my favorite drink hit me, something that John couldn't stand, just in the glass or on my breath. I poured myself a generous portion of my amber brandy, the strong scent clearing my nostrils, and upon further thought, I decided to match it with a guilty habit. I retrieved a thick, short cigar from my secret stash. I had to hide them so John didn't smoke them all before I could get to them. I took a box of matches out to the back concrete slab to stare at the distant sunset. The yards of the apartment complex were not particularly private. I could see down a straight line of 20-plus backyards to my right and my left. We lived on a sprawling complex of streets with matching quadplexes. It was the first apartment complex outside the city limits. It was occupied almost exclusively by factory workers from the nearby industrial park. The edge of what I graciously termed our patio, a concrete slab with an old charcoal grill to the side, was 20 feet from where the neighbor's patio began. I watched the two young men the next door down as I struck a match and rolled the cigar in my mouth. The flavored paper spun between my lips, and I savored the taste as I took care to evenly light the packed tobacco. I puffed gingerly, sucking in small amounts of smoke, drawing the heat through the shaft of the cigar. With a little coaxing, the smoke came freely, and I let the delicious, deeply flavored smoke linger over my tongue for a moment before slowly blowing it into the night. I widened my stance, settling in, and tried not to stare. The boys had moved in a couple of months ago and settled into the recently vacated apartment. A fire pit had been their very first addition, followed by an assortment of lawn furniture, a set of grills the size of Manhattan, and yard games from cornhole to beer pong. Troops of young shirtless men drinking from red solo cups and throwing frisbees and footballs had been a fixture all summer long. More than once, I had found myself staring out the kitchen window. At those moments... I couldn't decipher whether it was the hard body of a young and active man that I missed most, or just the social interaction. The laughter, being brought a cup of beer from the keg, a hand around my waist. They were alone tonight, the two young men. I watched them from the corner of my eye as they crumpled newspaper into the fire pit and lay kindling, and the urge for companionship seized my gut. I chased the smoke clinging to the roof of my mouth with dry, potent liquor. Two bad habits to solace my loneliness. The quiet, deep sounds of male voices vibrated on the chill of the night air. The simplicity of the movement retched at my heart as the fire lit, and the young men settled into their folding chairs with a backdrop of orange and red sky. When was the last time I had sat outside in the night air with such peace? Hey, Jesse, Jesse! My heart caught in my throat. Come on over, Jesse. The men called for me with big gestures, swinging arms over their heads for me to come to the fire. I looked through the kitchen door into the living room. I could see the oversized television screen mounted on the wall. It was still the top of the first inning. John could afford a little jealousy. Let him catch me sitting around a fire with the two hot new guys next door. 
I smiled into the settling darkness at their robust cheers as I crossed the short patch of fall-crisp lawn between us. The taller of the two popped up and unfolded a chair for me, Reuben. We had only spoken words of greeting and pleasantries in passing, but I knew them both, Reuben and Clay. Reuben was a dark-skinned, tall, slender African-American man. He looked a lot like the captain of my school's basketball team that I had carried a torch for all through college. If Reuben was the tall baller, Clay the linebacker. He looked like he could lower his shoulder and run through a brick wall. His bare chest and thick core were only matched by his tree trunk legs and bodybuilder arms. He was a construction worker through and through. He looked the picture of it tonight, his thighs stretching his faded jeans and his chest and arms filling out his short sleeve button-up. Reuben sat after settling me into his plastic chair. I told you he would come over.